Hey everybody, welcome to the Matt and Mark Bout Music Podcast here on BandAdvice.tv. I hope everyone's doing well today. I am your co-host, Mark Allen V, and this is... Matt Mason. How y'all doing out there, Earth Rockers? What's up? Matt Mason in the house. <laughs> here at Studio V. <laughs> yeah, right on. Well, man, can you believe that we've been doing this for almost a year? We started recording these, these podcasts... It was Christmas break last year. I think it was between Christmas and New Year's. Yeah. And uh, we haven't it? had the sense to quit yet. No, no, they still, we still get our two or three views a month and we're <laughs> having a good time with it. But uh, yeah, you know, we, we had lofty goals at the beginning of 2019 to have one, one a week. And uh, we've come up with about two a month on average. So that's not yeah. too bad. Not too bad. You know, life gets in the way, transportation issues. Uh, Man. <laughs> All kinds of shit. Well, and the good thing is, though, you got to keep in mind like this. Anybody can hit a mud hole. Right. You got to have something to shoot at. True. And even true. if you miss, even if you fall short, still, you've shot at something yeah. higher than what maybe you would have been doing if you didn't think about it in that yeah. way. So I feel pretty good about it. We've talked sure. about a lot of stuff. We have. We've covered a lot of topics. We've shared a bunch of knowledge with people from all over the world uh -huh. who... As of this time last year, they'd never heard of you or I or no. Tulsa, Oklahoma. Exactly. I mean, and that's just really I don't cool know if they want to, but they just... <laughs> hey, you know, it's a voyeuristic society that is nowadays. True. People just love to watch other people do anything. Right. And I tell you what, I, I am even impressed myself with our tenacity and keeping up with it. You know, it's like, you know, we did this first handful of episodes and it's just like, well, we got to keep doing it. And it's like, well, as long as we're having fun and... Never cease to have fun when I'm hanging with you, man. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, and you know the thing is, it's like I'm kind of a, I'm kind of a big fan of fun. <laughs> Fun's a good thing. I enjoy so fun. Anytime something's Put that fun, top of my list. It makes it easy to sure. to do. You know. Sure. And I think we've had a great bunch of episodes that we have put together. Just oh yeah, yep. talking about stuff that's interesting. It's not, you know, it's got to be interesting to other people, and I think it is, you well, know? I can't see why it wouldn't be. I mean, it's about music and yeah. being a musician. I'm One a, of the greatest things in the world. It's, it's the American dream. Yeah. America. <laughs> you know, and last year, we, you know, we, we decided that we really needed to put out a bunch of content, so mm -hmm. I, we got this little opportunity that came up to kind of spin off what we've already been doing. Oh, you ready to make that big announcement? Yeah. In, oh, this is exciting. Into another dimension of, it is. of what we're doing. So listen up what we got going. Earth Rockers. We, we are Tulsa Music uh, is is uh, enlisted us to help them do some podcasts, kind of focusing specifically on scribes, bards, and balladeers. Yes, that's what we're calling it. So if you didn't get... What that means, that's it's about the singer-songwriters, mm -hmm. you know, and around here we got a lot of them, and uh, we're going to touch a little bit on the kind of red dirt and the, uh, the the music scene that kind of sprouted out of the northeast Oklahoma area, Stillwater and, and Tulsa and places beyond. <laughs> Dewey. Dewey. Shakota. Ah, don't forget Shoto. Foil. Foil, yes. Yeah, you know, there's all sounds there. <laughs> and then, of course... In the great metropolitan of Bixby. <laughs> yeah, right. So we're we're lining up some guests for 2020 to uh, you know bring them in here and kind of like show you what they're about and talk to them a little bit. We hear some of their music. Yeah, hear, hear, hear how they wrote the songs. You know. Yeah, the backstories behind the songs. Yeah, and, you know, just kind of let them tell you what they're about. Yep. And so we've we've already today we've worked on an Couple. episode, of course, featuring 
my friend Mark here, as well, well as myself. Yep. And then, uh, you know, there's a short list of folks we want to try to, you know, coordinate and get them in here at some point in mm -hmm. 2020 and try to, you know, it's going to be a great thing to, you know, I can just think of the ones that I'm thinking of. They're going to have this to be able to use it as promo, you know. Absolutely, yeah. We're going to get a nice recording here, just the, the guitar and uh, the vocals. And, uh, you know, when they're done with it, we'll send them off a nice mix down of the, their tracks themselves. And then, of course, you'll be able to to download the podcast on the We Are Tulsa Music podcast. Uh, I think we're going to have about an episode or two a month on mm -hmm. that. And uh, then shortly after that goes live, then you'll be able to see the video of us doing it on the bandevice.tv site. So. so write your phone number down on a $50 bill and send it to this address down here at the bottom screen. And we'll uh, <laughs> put you in the hopper to get you on the show. Uh, and I used to say that all the time when people come up request songs. It's like the best way to request the songs is to write it down on a denomination of American currency. And the larger the denomination, the better chance that I will play that song. You know? And I actually had somebody write down a song on a dollar bill. It's like, okay, that's kind of illegal because you're facing uh, u.s currency but i'm not gonna tell <laughs> yeah right <laughs> i'm sure whoever got that uh that dollar bill at whatever bank or quick trip i was kind of wondering why why it said play free bird but you know. <laughs> yeah right on right on oh man so yes i'm looking forward to 2020 and you got something coming up in 2020 as well some sort of a nomination or something yeah man i'm pretty excited to hear that uh the this is the third year of the we are tulsa music awards and so I've just uh, heard that I've been nominated for in two categories. The first one is uh, Heartland Artist of the Year. Nice. The second one is a Solo Acoustic Artist of the Year. Nice. And so, um, you know, I, I wanted to make this as an organic experience as I could. When I found out they were doing it again this year, I was like, you know, I'm not going to try to, like, rail on people to nominate me and all this. I'm just going to see how it goes, mm -hmm. see what happens. And so you had to get like five people nominate you to be in a category. So that means that if you got three nominations, you didn't make the ballot. Okay. <clears throat> if you got five or more nominations, then you're on the ballot. Now, the list of people in all the categories is just amazing. You know, and you see all these names sidled up together and some, you know, you know, and some you don't know. But man, it's just amazing how many bands artists talented folks there are around here you know mm -hmm. a lot of them you know you it's just hard to rise above the din there's so much of it you know the average person can only they can only really digest some of it you right, know? right so i'm excited about this podcast because we're gonna you know get some of these folks in here and yeah. talk to them in a different environment and you know, just kind of see what they're about and share it with you people all over the world. Yes, it's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. I'm really gonna, really looking forward to it. You uh, putting out any new music next year? Man, what I think I'm going to do is this. I've got this special little surprise that I'm going to roll out probably like around Christmas, day after Christmas. Okay. I'm, I'm going to put this, put this thing together and you'll be able to see all about it on my website. And then like uh, in 2020, I thought... Uh, you know, I didn't do that good a job promoting Be the Wolf, the Live at Kane's Ballroom deal I put out, you know, mm -hmm. earlier this year. And it wasn't for lack of trying. It's just, you know, shit happens, man. Sure. And it doesn't happen. And there you are. So what I'm going to do is like, you know, when I was in the record business online, they used to like, I used to bring in, you know, stuff from Europe and Japan. Mm -hmm. A lot of those artists, you know, would do special singles for different countries and different regions. So 
you know, say for instance, uh, okay, well, here's a new, um, you know, single, but in Germany, it's going to come out as a five track EP. Okay. And so it's going to have the version that everyone hears on the radio. Then it's going to have a live version. Then it's going to have a cover tune of some kind on it. Then there might be an interview on it or something. And it's, you know, we're going to print this once. Once these sell out, that's it. And so, man, those things, it, it's just for collectors are really cool. I loved it. You know? You're sending this off to Germany? Well, no, what I'm going to do is kind of try to use that as an idea. Oh, that model. So we'll okay. kind of break up like the some of the songs off of Be the Wolf. You know, break those off into like, okay, here's here's going to be the, you know, Get Out of the City single. Okay. And so it'll have Get Out of the City. It'll have uh, uh, this cover of uh, She by Graham Parsons, mm-hmm. both of which feature uh, one of Tulsa's favorite sons, Mr. Jesse Acock, on mm-hmm. uh, vocals and uh, steel guitar and lap steel guitar. Nice. And then uh, I've yet to decide, you know, what other tracks, but I've got a lot of stuff. And, you know, I've released a lot of stuff this year. I've put out a lot of videos. I've done a lot of things. But the idea is keep going. Right. Keep doing it. Keep putting momentum out there. So splitting it up into little singles that are like, you know, gives you something to talk about. It gives you some stuff that hasn't been out there. And, you know, hey, if you want to download these three songs for 99 cents from our website, go check it out. Cool. Cool. And... You know, just something like that. Then I really, I really think I need to get back in there. And, you know, I've, I've got, I was looking the other day, I've got like three potential projects that have material that are, re- it's ready to go. It's ready okay. to start recording. And so, you know, I'm just trying to get some of these transportation issues worked out and, you know, figure out a way of coming up with the means to get it out there to the world, you know, whatever. Um, way I can do it. Great, great. So where do you do your recording? Do you do it at your place or do you uh Well, go to the studio you know, or? since when when my friend Les, he recorded uh, and engineered the second album. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, he did he recorded the live live album, Five Hurricane Mason Five Alive. And so, you know, when he passed in 15 or 14, that was like that was a big downer because, you know, sure. he, he I could call him up and say, hey, I'm going to be on the radio in Texas, record this and put it on the Reverb Nation page or whatever right. it was. And, I mean, stuff like that would take me, you know, two weeks, and I still couldn't get it get it done. But he, he, he was really great at helping me out on a lot of stuff like that. And then, mm-hmm. you know, uh, the stuff on Be the Wolf, you know, we did all that, of course, live at Kane's Ballroom, but also the, sec- the other half of it, we did it all at Ace's place and, in Broken Arrow. Well, when he died in 16, well, that really threw a wrench into it. So I've just been trying to get like a different kind of workflow and, you know, working with other people kind of thing happening. Mm-hmm. And so one of my other friends that plays a band called Follow the Buzzards, he lives out there near me. And so uh, he's got a pretty good little setup and uh, he's been helping me on some things. And, you know, I think maybe it it's might be time to just get out of the little old four track and just record, you know, 10 songs that are just me and the acoustic guitar live on the floor, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Because I, I just feel real strong about continuing getting content out there, getting content out there, getting more out there, sure. getting more out there that, you know, continues to help define yourself as an artist and what you're about and what you want to be about, you know? <laughs> You know, we have a whole generation of people that won't know what a four track is. That's true. 
won't understand the concept of ping-ponging tracks mm-hmm. and how you can turn four tracks into seven. Whoa. Yeah. And then if you're really talented, you can actually overdub during the mix down. Mm-hmm. It's like snap. Yeah. Yeah, see, well, now, now f- you can go by yourself a little uh, two-channel focus right or something like that. Or mm-hmm. I use a Tascam, a four-channel Tascam. You get those mm-hmm. things. I think the Tascam thing was about 200 bucks. So those two-channel ones, you can get them. Sometimes pick them up used for under a hundred bucks. Yeah, I mean Tracy gave me one of those. Uh, it's a little Tascam. Mm-hmm. Or is a Yamaha, but it just records on one of those little um, chips. Okay, you know, and so I mean the quality's really good, and it's like, I mean, man, you know, mm-hmm. just the quality of everybody's listening to it on a phone speaker. <laughs> That's true. You know, true. and so I mean, yeah, I mean, if I had lots of money and lots of time and lots of lots of help maybe I, I would try to do it differently but you know doing a four track recording in a digital realm nowadays is very believable and possible yeah so well this, you're welcome to come over here anytime and uh you know we'll, we'll wire you up and yeah and i was just thinking it, so. about that on the way down here it's like man we should try some stuff over at mark's yeah, too. You know, yeah. that'd be cool or maybe i could just do some of the stuff at home on the four track then bring that over and we can fly it into certainly computer thing because i'm about out of space on my hard drives at <laughs> home and you know it's just yeah and after uh, all those years of ace and less you know running the technical part of it mm-hmm. you know it's the learning curve it's just been really overwhelming, you know? It and, is. And then when you realize, okay, well, re- really what I need to do is invest a few thousand dollars that, what, I just go pick it off a tree in the backyard? <laughs> you know, and so... Well, I mean, you're welcome to do it. I think next time you come over, it'll have to, uh, it'll come at a price of a, a bottle of oil fire. Oh, yeah. That's good stuff, <laughs> That's man. good stuff. I'll, I'll be more than happy stuff. to take payment of one of the sessions for that. Yeah. So. Well, that's cool. Well, you and I talked about what I've been up to. I'm doing recording. I'm doing a marathon two-week recording session. That's sessions. great, man. I'm glad to hear you doing it. I took, uh, took a bunch of time off over the holidays here, and my plan is to be up here at least one hour every day. I figure what I can do is come up and lay down. A, I want to lay down at least a guitar track or two every day for the next two weeks and then spend the evenings doing editing and, and mixing mm-hmm. and things like that. And I got a lot done yesterday. I laid down the guitar track on four different songs and did the vocals on two, and that was just between noon and six o'clock nice so yeah yeah so it's been uh been very uh productive so far and even today before you came over i, I laid out the, the guitar parts or the acoustic guitar parts on a, a fifth song so awesome yeah so hopefully january i will start releasing some stuff again. yeah so just looking forward to it. dole it out like once a month yeah, or yeah. once every couple of few months whatever you we'll know? see we'll see how it goes so i mean just my my creative juices are really flowing i am writing a lot and uh you know, my songwriting tool, you know, used to have one of those little mini, mini tape recorders. Now yeah. it's, now it's all on my, my phone here. Just do it on the voice memos. That's so cool. And it backs up to the cloud. Love it. And Love it. I'm sure the Russians are hacking it and they're going to steal my songs, but now, well, you know. Hey, I've, if you walk into a discotheque and, you know, the Soviet uh-huh. Union and you hear a remix of one of your tunes. All right. <laughs> exactly. Cool. Yep. Yep, I've been to a, a, a Russian discotheque before. It's an interesting experience. Anyway, <laughs> that's a story for another day. So, so 2020. Can't believe we are just a couple weeks away. Less than a couple weeks away. And despite what you may have been read and fed, this is the start of a new decade. 2020 is the start of a new decade. The 60s went from 1960 to 1969. The mm. 70s went from 1970 to 1979. 
Okay. This goes from 2020 to 29, right? But there was no year zero. So it always starts with one. I don't know, man. When you talk about <laughs> well, the 70s, you'd have to include but, 1970, well, wouldn't I you? I agree. I agree. Yes. But the actual decade, it's it's semantics, really, honestly. But I was always told that there was no year one. Yeah. So, well, good, there was a year one. There was no year zero. It'd be good something for people right. to fight about on Facebook. Oh, true, true. Yeah, along with the uh, the moon landing never happened. Which, by the way, uh, when, when John F. Kennedy says, by the end of this decade, we will send a man on the moon. He used the word decade, decade, so that they bought himself an extra year. They can go into 1970 if necessary. Got it done by in the oh, 60s, but okay. he did he did uh, give him up that extra year because they could have used that semantics. So. I found a, a recording <laughs> of all that on an LP. Wow. Yeah, and so I, I, it's just like so trippy because Walter Cronkite's mm -hmm. narrating it and everything. It's so cool. Yeah, It's a real hit at parties. <laughs> <laughs> it's awesome. You know... <laughs> <laughs> One small step for man. <laughs> when I saw Sleep, man, it, they you know the lights go down and they're playing like it sounded like it was talk between you know ground control and the, and the astronauts mm -hmm. or something. And then they come out and it's just like man, that was so cool. Yeah. These people are like, what is this? What the hell is going on here? <laughs> you know, and it was just took everybody by surprise. So nice. that was, it was so neat. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely interesting stuff. But yeah, I'm sure it'll all be debated on the internet somehow. Yeah, of course. Oh yeah, there's any any time any kind of person out there in the world, you can find them out there on the internet. You know, you know how I could thing. prove that the moon landing happened and it wasn't on a sound stage. How's that? Look at the shadows; they're all parallel. If it came from a spotlight, you know, the the light span fans out just like sound does. Mm -hmm. So the shadows would all be kind of disheveled if it was a huge spotlight. I was now I know that I know some people say, well, it's it's they had a whole wall of lights. Not 1969, they didn't. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it would have been. I was, I was reading something about that the other day too. You know, about how they were pointing out certain things that you could tell this is this is why this isn't. You know, isn't wasn't real and all this, but it's fun to read. It you is. Know? I mean, I, I don't know. It's fun uh, to read these theories too, like the flat earthers. I'm like, they need to do a reality show on. An expedition to find the edge of the earth if it's flat. That yeah. thing could go on for years. <laughs> yeah, I, it, it was kind of the same kind of stuff. They were yeah. talking about that, too. 2020 is going to be a crazy it year, is man. It's going to be crazy. Well, you know, you got the... I'm thinking if I get this music out here, I may just try to uh, go head-to-head -head with you on the best acoustic artist in town. Oh, yeah. I might get out there and gig again. I'm kind of itching a little bit, you know, it's... Especially now I'm getting some original music going, so. Yeah. Well, there's plenty of places to play, you know. It it just it just takes a lot of organization yeah. to, you know, to keep on top of it, you know. Because right. it's just like you're not going to call somebody up and get them on the phone, and they're going to say yes. Right. You're going to have to go through all this, you know, the usual of like, I mean, I feel like I'm hunting a you know, I'm hunting a different kind of animal every time, you, <laughs> you know, you, you go after something that you want to do. It's mm -hmm. like, well, all right, what is this person like? Are they, you know, are they tech savvy? Do they text? Do they do email? Do they answer? The, you know, what? how do they work? Are you they going to want to swipe left on you? Yeah. When, <laughs> when are they, you know, when are they here? You know, right. when, when do they make these big decisions? Oh, they sure. booked the whole, the whole year by January 31st. Here it is, February 20th. I'm out of luck till next year. So you can just figure all that stuff out. Right. And, you know, you just try to make some sense out of 
just being patient and persistent and polite. And I mean, there's plenty of places to play, you know? So when you, let's talk a little bit about achieving those gigs or getting those gigs, landing those gigs. So what, where do you start? You got a new venue. You want to get in there. Mm-hmm. You just walk in one day. And, well, you know, like a lot of stuff I've heard before is like, you know, figure out where you want to go and then get somebody who's there to tell you how to get there. Okay. So that involves like, you know, a phone call to the nature, maybe something like, Hey, I see you're having live music. Um, your place looks cool. I was in there last week, whatever the story is and say, Hey, I'd, I'd really like to talk to you about playing, you know, mm-hmm. could you put me in touch with your, uh, the person that, and I always, you know, refer to him as a booking agent, right? Whether I, you know, some places, you know, they don't have a booking agent, but I always like to address it as that live music booking agent so that they can kind of get the picture that, you know, who it's can a more I contact? professional way. Yeah. Like who can I contact and you know, who is it? How can I reach out to him? Right. And so you start there and then you just got to kind of just keep being persistent and patient. You know, it's like some of these people tell me they get, you know, hundreds of inquiries every week. Mm-hmm. Now, you know, if you're running a place that has live music, you know, three or four nights a week, okay, there's, you know, 150 dates a year that you can fill. Well, if you get 50 inquiries every week, there's no way in the world you're going to be able to get all those people a gig. Right. And so a lot of them, talking to them, they, they kind of weed through it in one way or another. Some, will t- they'll flat out tell you, do not call here, do not call here. Just email them. That's how they deal with it. Okay. That is cool because you can do it at any hour, day or night, you mm-hmm. know, and they respond, they answer, and it's like, oh, this is so easy. Those days of chasing people on the phone and all that are just completely right behind you us. finally get a hold of them they can't hear you because of the band that's playing exactly oh man exactly. those calls yeah so do you like make a database of all the different venues and what the best way of getting a hold of them and yeah i use them? like an excel spreadsheet okay. you know and so i put in you know where it is and uh, what's the address and what's the, the contact info's address and what mm-hmm. their phone any pertinent information you can know it's like maybe even little notes about hey i met this girl at a concert who works at this place and she told me that the manager is there and here and blah 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 you just you know you're just like it's like you're following a trail of breadcrumbs you know it's really like what it is yeah because there's really no level of business like that around you know like here you know there's not like a booking agent at every club or you know an entertainment director at every club it's like you kind of have to figure out your way around through this you know and uh, it, it takes a little bit to, you know, stay on top of it and keep organized. But I just tell you, patience, persistent, and polite. That's the mm-hmm. easiest way to think about it. And knowing that no matter how good you are and how good you think you are, you're some reason not going to work in every place. What? I'm totally uh, fine with that realization. Yeah, yeah. You know, and so you got to understand that not everybody feels as strong about your craft as you do. And that's a fine. <laughs> that's okay. That's, sure. You know, that's cool. But, you know, if you find a couple that uh, you go well with, you mm-hmm. want to hang on to that. Yeah, so. man. You want to you want to play to your crowd. This old biker uh, guy that owned this place I played at probably 35 times one year, he used to tell me, Mason, play to your crowd. And I'm like, well, John, there's, there's four people here. The bartender, <laughs> my two friends that are always here, and, you know, the, the girlfriends. And it's just yeah. like, we are playing to our crowd. 
Well, what was that one time uh, we played it? What, Cowboy Sharkies, I think, over there off 64. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we're, we're playing our stuff, which, you know, we were, we're a little bit older than the, the typical gigging punks at the time. And mm-hmm. so we were playing stuff that was more from our generation. And uh, the, the, the guy wasn't even the bartender. He's like the bar back or the, the, the bus boy. He goes, I don't want to tell you guys how to do your job, but could you try to play something a little bit newer? Yeah. You know, the people here. <laughs> You know, they want to hear something newer. And I'm looking around. It's like, yeah, same thing. There's four people, and we brought in three of them. Yeah, So right. I, I am playing to the, the crowd. So yeah. it's, it's you that don't want to hear it. So. Well, man, you and know what I realize. But you know, you got to be polite and Yeah, exactly. It's like, and... well, in those kind of situations, I, I think I, what did I tell him? I was like, what do you do here? Oh, you're a bartender? Why don't you stick to mixing drinks? I'll stick to playing the music, you know? And that may have stepped outside of the realm of polite. <laughs> I don't, I don't well, think you didn't use any. You didn't use any. I, I didn't. I didn't attack the guy. Yeah, or go after him or yeah. nothing. But I'm just like, I mean, how can you sit here and tell me what to oh, do? I absolutely, I get. How you. can you sit there and tell me how to do my job I when you know you. it's like I'm not my my our whole thing was not to be like every other person that they have in there all the right. time. Right. You know, it's like, oh well, everybody else this, everybody else that. Well, guess what? So what? Yeah. <laughs> I got an idea what I'm doing here, and I don't need somebody to tell me what they think I need to play. That's bull. <laughs> it's like somebody hired us because of the type of music that we play, so I don't know what that guy was thinking. Yeah. Anyway, he's just, he's probably just ticked off. One of the girls probably said no to him. Well, Who knows? But It's a struggle running any kind of club or sure. live music thing, and yeah. anybody that's willing to do it, hats off to him because it is tough. Right. It is real tough, but, you know, after years of doing this, you know, you kind of learn the game a little bit and you kind of understand really how it should be because you've experienced it a few times. And then, you know, it's kind of like, you know, when you're 25, could you have told anybody have told you anything when you're 25? They couldn't have told me anything. When they I was can't 25. tell me that now. And I'm yeah. not 25. Yeah. I'm 27. And <clears> they, almost twice that. <laughs> and they haven't. <laughs> and it still hasn't sunk in. <laughs> yeah. Right. Nobody could have told me anything when I was right. 25. So have you ever, uh, Dealt with uh, the big uh, talent agencies, you know, the, especially the one out of uh, Oklahoma City that gets the the big frat gigs. Oh yeah, two, three, oh yeah. I, I've I've been round and round with them so many times. It's not even funny. And so it hasn't been a positive experience for you. No. 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 So you 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 just much rather save that fifteen twenty percent that you uh, mm-hmm. would pay out and uh, well, do the hard work. I, I mean, yourself. if there was somebody in this state that was capable of doing it better than I would have done then I would be interested, but I've been through every single one of them that ever says they're a booking agent Mm -hmm. and they want to give me all these excuses and everything else. It's like, listen, here's what I'm doing. Now, if you want to make money, you can put me to work. I have a track record that's decades long. Right. I don't care if you don't like my music, but right right here is proof that my music will sell someplace. Right. And so getting them to understand that has just been always impossible. Right. Well, I think, think they, they're you're... looking for the band that can bring in two thousand dollars at a frat gig, and that's not your style. So, you know, they, I, I mean, can see why they wouldn't. And, and you know, but a still lot of money's money. It's like two hundred bucks, two thousand bucks. I mean, it's still money, and it's worth your phone call to make it happen, right? Well, they I just that, that's well, not they they told me one time that you know that we didn't we wouldn't work in the places that they booked, and I was like. Well, that's a that's just totally untrue mm-hmm. because here's a place we've played. There's three places that we had played for two to three years, and in betwixt and between our dates, there was dates from this booking agent in Oklahoma City. I'm like, that's just plainly not true. Mm-hmm. And so, um, 
I've been playing these places that you guys have, you know, two or three out of the four weekends of your bands. We've been playing there for two or three years. So that doesn't hold any water. And, right. You know, it's like, I just think that, you know, there's a certain opinion of certain people that, you know, they think, oh, well, this does sell and this doesn't sell. And I'm just here to tell them that, like, there's more than one way to skin a cat. There's more than one way of doing it, you mm -hmm. know. And you just got to align yourself with whatever musical goals, whatever things you want to sure. do. Try to make little steps each day towards that, you mm -hmm. know. And sometimes it's not, ver it's not easy because it's not a charted course. It's not like a territory that everybody's familiar with it, it, when you go through business college and they'll teach all this stuff well that doesn't apply in the right. business of music yeah you're right though they uh they don't teach that kind of stuff in business school although there are a lot of things in business school that you uh you learn about but you know it's the the sales aspect because basically when you're, you're a musician you're you're a salesperson mm -hmm. i think being a salesperson it, it varies from industry to industry and and how things are done and even even the techniques that you use within an industry i think vary as well so oh absolutely and it's the hardest thing is you're selling yourself right and you're you know obviously you're tied up in yourself a little bit more than you would be you know selling a tire mm -hmm. so it's you know it's hard to manage the rejection right right and what you realize is okay there's a few things that i keep in the forefront of my mind all the time it's like okay no answer is kind of an answer okay <laughs> yeah, yeah so when you when you get right down to it no answer is kind of an answer and if you keep bugging them they're going to give you an answer that you don't want <laughs> well and patience and persistence and politeness that's where that comes sure. in it's just like hey you don't like my, my music you don't like me tell me why what can i do to make it better sure and then you know what whatever they say then you can kind of take that with the context of which they say it and kind of use that to improve your show okay don't be afraid to think that you know I've mastered this in my bedroom for however long, and now it's perfect and whatever. Take some criticism. Mm -hmm. The people that take some criticism will grow. The ones that don't, they won't grow. Fair enough. It's good advice. So uh, let's say if you had your top three or four different uh, opinions, bits of advice to offer up on how to manage your bookings. Well, I'd stay, you know, stay organized. Okay. That's a big one. Um be proactive don't decide you're going to try to play gigs next week because it ain't going to happen okay any place that's any good is going to have plenty big enough line months away you know you're mm -hmm. just not going to be normally you're not going to be able to get in somewhere immediately okay even before if they've printed it out of schedule you're already months behind okay. so you got to think forward it's hard to imagine it's hard to think four or six or eight or nine months ahead of time where am I going to be on November 23rd, 2020? Well, this this place is offering me some dates around there, so I guess I'm going to be there if I decide <laughs> to take this date. That's like nearly a year away, you know? Right. And so uh, trying to just think of it in forward terms rather than right now or next week, you know? Okay. Um, know yourself and your product. Be how to art able to articulate what you're doing. Have not only you know a demo on YouTube, right, but other things that they can use to kind of quickly get to know you as an artist. If they're having to go over fifty press kits every week or every day, you got to make this easy as you can mm -hmm. for the person who's doing this. 
they will appreciate it. And in turn, you will get a better chance of getting a gig. And, you know, it's just, it's hard, it's hard when you get into it. Cause you just don't know well, how do they, how do they get all these gigs, you know? And right. there's a variety of ways of getting all these gigs. And I, I've just kind of talked about a few just basic things that to keep in mind. It's like, you know, you, you got to just be able to sell yourself, stay organized, be polite and be professional and try to do the best you can and deliver what you say you're going to deliver, you know? And they're not going to come after you. No, very I, rarely. You know, that's, that's the thing that I, I just, I realized early on because you had this preconceived notion, I'm going to mail the stuff out and they'll call me up, mm. they'll send them the demo and they will, oh yeah, we want to get you in this week or whatever. There's only one time I've ever gotten a call, and it's when we made those flyers, mm -hmm. and we got it from the Tulsa Brewing Company, and it's just because they were having a showcase of all the bands that wanted to play there. Mm -hmm. So, but yeah. Yeah. yeah so. All right, well, that's a, that's a good talk. Good talk. 2020, the new decade. <laughs> I'm ready for it, man. It's got, got a great stuff. I mean, you're, you're starting off, and you got all your digits still functioning this year. So that's, Yeah, that's, that's, a, good, that's a good one. It's a good start that's with. That's a great, so. great one. And uh, hopefully Santa Claus will bring you some, some cool stuff this year. I hope so. All right. All right, well, that's, uh, that's again, about it for today. So until next time, this is the Matt and Mark About Music Podcast. I am your co-host, Mark Allen D. And I'm Matt Mason. All right, peace.